0: Does anyone out there have a difficult person in your life? You know, the thing about difficult people is that we have allowed them to bring out the worst in us when perhaps they have been strategically placed in our lives to bring out the Jesus in us. You're listening to Defiant Joy Radio, and I am your host and your friend, Carol McLeod. Welcome to our current Bible study entitled, Refined, Finding Joy in the Midst of the Fire.
1: Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio with Carol McLeod. For more information about Carol, Just Joy Ministries, or her other messages, please visit our website at justjoyministries.com. And you can find Carol on Facebook at Carol McLeod, Bible teacher and author. We're also here if you need prayer. Please call us toll free with your prayer request. 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Now, let's join Carol for today's inspiring message.
0: In life, we face different kinds of fires, don't we? Some of the fires that we face are set by circumstances. Some of the fires we face are set by our poor choices. But the most difficult type of fire for me is always the fire that is set by people the fires that are set by people who are difficult who are ornery who are obnoxious who are cruel these type of people i like to whisper when i call them this name but they're arsonists they go around setting fires in other people's lives did you know that the bible tells us what to do with arsonists the bible gives us instructions of how to treat the difficult people in our lives. Let's read today from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 19 and 20. For this finds favor if... For the sake of conscience toward God, a person bears up under sorrows when suffering unjustly. For what credit is there if when you sin and are harshly treated, you endure it with patience? What if when you do what is right and suffer for it, you patiently endure it? This finds favor with God. So the Holy Spirit is talking about difficult relationships. The Holy Spirit is coaching us how to act when you're mistreated in life. And these verses, 1 Peter 2, 19 and 20, tell us that when people mistreat us, there is a way to extract the favor of God from that situation. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather have the favor of God than the favor of a person any day. Wouldn't you? And this verse tells us, if you do what is right and suffer for it, you patiently endure it, this finds favor with God. So my friends, keep doing the right thing. Keep being kind to unkind people. Refuse to gossip regardless of what somebody else says about you. Don't feel like you have to defend yourself and tell your side of the story. You don't keep serving others, keep reading your Bible, keep going to church, keep giving, keep right on worshiping. Listen, we don't handle people issues the way that Oprah tells us to do it. We don't handle people issues the way that a psychology book says to do it, or the way our culture endorses. We handle people issues the way the Bible instructs us to do keep doing the right thing patiently endure the situation that you're in why why should we do that why should we handle difficult people like this well first peter 2:20 says because it finds favor with God. Your goal in dealing with a difficult person is not to find favor with the person. That may never happen. They're difficult, remember? But your goal is to find favor with God. 1 Peter 2, 21 and 22. For you have been called for this purpose, since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps, who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. Jesus is the perfect example of how we must behave in all situations. Although Jesus was blasphemed, he was reviled, he was cursed, he never fought back. He never allowed himself to be dragged into a war of words. His mouth never sinned. Wow. I want to be like Jesus, don't you? That's my goal in life is to be like Jesus, to respond like Jesus. And he committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. The thing about our words is that our words will either cause us to win or to lose when dealing with a fire set by a person. And if we aim our words horizontally toward the person and toward the fire, we'll lose. We will lose. The fire will grow out of control. But if we aim our words vertically, we will win. If we talk to Jesus rather than talk to the person, we will win. You know, this is one time in life when you don't spray toward the fire. You lift up your worship toward God, your father. You worship him in all of your ways And that's when the heat of the fire will subside. Let's continue on reading in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 23. And while being reviled, so Jesus is being reviled. He's being mistreated. He's being cursed. He's being condemned for no fault of his own. How did he respond? How would you respond in that situation? That's a telling question. And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to Him who judges righteously. So, what did Jesus do when he was reviled? First Peter 2:23 tells us that he trusted himself to God who judges righteously. He kept entrusting himself. He committed himself. We see two Greek words here. The Greek words para and didomi. Now para means alongside, coming alongside, choosing to come close to someone. And didomi means to give. Now, when you put these two Greek words together, para and didomi, together, it presents the idea of entrusting something to someone. It presents the idea of handing over to someone with whom you are very close a gift or a situation. It means to yield to a close friend or to an intimate companion. Jesus yielded his life to his Father. He didn't have to be in control of the situation, and he was the Son of God, if I can remind you. Jesus could have whipped his accusers verbally into shape with one word, with one look. But what did he do? He trusted God. He drew himself alongside God the Father and let God be in control. He gave his life to the Father and trusted him with the outcome. Now, this is not a decision made of weakness, but it's a decision birthed in strength. If you are in a situation today that seems woefully unfair or unjust, draw as close to the Father as you possibly can and then yield to him. Yield to him and his ways. Don't use your words horizontally. Don't spray venom, verbal venom, on the people around you, but trust your vertical relationship with your dad. Worship him. Keep your eyes set on him, not on the people. God wants the best for you, regardless of what other people want. That's called favor. God wants the best for you, regardless of what other people want. So you have some options. You can act like a human being and get angry and turn sour and become defensive, or you can act like Jesus. You can be quiet. You can submit. You can know that you know that you know that God is in control. You can draw alongside the Father. That is a choice that you must make during times of persecution and people problems. You can choose to draw alongside Jesus Christ or not. It's up to you. Let's read from First Peter chapter 5, starting with verse 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time. Listen, get your job description straight. You're the humbler, he's the exalter. You do the humbling and he will do the exalting. Don't get your job descriptions mixed up. It will be a painful switch if you do. You think that exalting yourself is what you want, defending yourself, telling your side of the story, giving your opinion, saying why you're right and they're wrong. But I'm here to tell you that will only make your fire hotter. It will only increase the temperature of the flames. You know, often we have spiritual dyslexia and read that backwards. We think we get to exalt ourselves, put ourselves front and center, looking out for number one. But read that verse again. You humble yourself and then God will exalt you. Well, what does it mean to humble yourself? This is what a Greek dictionary tells me. To submit oneself in a lowly spirit to the power and the will of God. Now that's an act of our human will, isn't it? It doesn't come naturally to submit oneself in a lowly spirit to the power and will of God. But let me ask you a question. Who can take care of you better? Can you take care of you better? Or can God take care of you better? And when you submit yourself to his care and to his protections, he'll exalt you. Do you want to know what that word exalt means? It means the reversal of past misfortunes. It means triumph Over one's oppressors, it means to participate in Christ's glory. So, in due time, not in your time, but in God's timing, He will exalt you, He will reverse your past misfortunes. He will cause you to triumph over your oppressors. You will participate in Christ's glory. We often think that God is not on it, but he is. We often think that God's not paying attention, but he is. When there's absolutely no chance of you ever exalting yourself again, that's when God will exalt you.
1: We're so glad you were able to join us today. The Just Joy staff would love to hear from you. Please call us at 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Or simply go online to JustJoyMinistries.com. Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at JustJoyMinistries.com or call toll-free 1-855-569-5433 to arrange an appearance at your next women's group or conference. Now, back to Carol for a closing word and prayer.
0: It's my pleasure to study God's Word with you and remind you to never, never, never give up. Don't give up on God or on yourself or on your future. Never give up. If you're struggling and need prayer, please call us today. The phone number is easy to remember, 855-JOY-LIFE. Or you can email me directly, carol at justjoyministries.com. If you've been blessed by the messages and the ministry, please let us know with your sponsorship. Call us toll free 855-569-5433 or go online to justjoyministries.com.